Hey housewives, have you gotten snacks, toiletries, or grocery items delivered through the GoPuff app yet? Well, what in the world are you waiting for? Use my code HOUSEWIFE5 for five bucks off your first two orders for a total of $10 in savings. That's HOUSEWIFE5, H-O-U-S-E-W-I-F-E-5, five bucks off your first two orders with the GoPuff app. Fuck you waiting for. Go Puff, bitch. Calling all the sexy ass bitches. It's time to be a sexy housewife. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Sexy Housewife Podcast. My name is Karen Sanchez and I am here with... Sashay Carroll, the host of She Evolved, the podcast. I slid into her DMs a few weeks ago. I saw her profile because she like randomly liked a bunch of my photos like a creeper. I was a fan. I was a fan. <laughs> and I went to her profile and I was like, what the fuck? Like this, this is a lit ass podcast. Like that'd be so cool to like, you know, start some dialogue with up in this bitch. Collaborate. Hell yeah. And little did I know that she was actually based out of Cedar Falls. And then when I, after I slid into her DMs, she was like, I'm from Iowa City. And I was like, bitch. Very proud. Very proud too. So I was super excited to find out that she was actually a Iowa City, not resident because she's not really living here, but she's currently Mm -hmm. here for for a little while, thanks to the good old pandemic. Yes, COVID-19. And I recently graduated college as well. So I'm still looking for a job, still hunting. If y'all motherfuckers is hiring. If you know anybody, let me know. Let me know. So, Sasha, should we jump right into it, shall we? Absolutely, let's go. Fuck yeah, okay. So tell us a bit about your podcast. What's it about? She Evolved is about empowering women through storytelling. There was a very long period in my life where I felt powerless, to be quite honest. Um, I had been faced with a lot of adversity growing up, and I didn't know how to handle it. So it led me to feel really insecure and kind of broken in a way. But I found that the sharing with my, my story with others, I gained my own power back because I was taking the narrative back for myself, you know? And so I want to help other women do that. And so what I do is I get on my podcast and I tell my own personal stories, but I also provide women the opportunity to tell their stories too. So I like to conduct interviews and things like that. And I'm really just having a great time with it. Um, I create a lot of content on Instagram, which I freaking love Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, get on Instagram. What the fuck is you doing? <laughs> it's everything. It re- it's so fun. And I just, I'm really enjoying it. I think that in the midst of the pandemic and the coronavirus, it just brought me a lot of joy, which is exactly what I needed. So I'm very happy to be doing it. I can relate to that so hard because when this, all this shit started happening, I was like starting to get into like getting my podcast up and running. And I was like, perfect fucking timing. Like, this is the best timing mm-hmm. to do this. Because you're going to be inside anyway. Might as well do something and productive. People need the content. Exactly. 100%. 100%. I loved your podcast, She Evolved. I, when I first started listening to it, I could not put it down. 
Um, it's very captivating. You're a great storyteller, Stop. and huge kudos to you for that. Stop. Thank you. I think... I don't know, something about it is so scary and just so awesome at the same time because I really am extremely vulnerable, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I tell stories to people about things that have happened to me that that I don't don't even know that I fully accepted in this stage in my life yet, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I hope that through sharing those stories, other people will acknowledge their own adversity that they faced and just feel empowered by it and just take back their own story. And also, I think that it would definitely help you own it. and, And definitely feel a little bit more comfortable with it and really, and yeah. help you move forward in your own life. It has. It has. I've talked about um, how I was diagnosed with herpes on there. I've talked about like, my relationships. I've talked about so many different things on there. Um, a recent surgery that I went through and I just really, I get deep into it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't just scratch the surface. Mm-hmm. I really try to dig deep because I think that oftentimes when we're going through things we want to use escapism in any way but for Mm -hmm. me this podcast and just sharing my story is the escape it helps you get right to the root Mm -hmm. and helps you tackle your problems you're taking them on head on head on head fucking on i am slight i am really avoidant sometimes when it comes to dealing with my own problems so if you're out there and you're very avoidant you're not the only one because i'm running from my responsibilities at times too but i guess it's just kind of human to do that at times so what made you want to start the podcast she evolved so i'm very interested in the media industry but as we know the media industry is very competitive One day I know that I want to have my own talk show, but I have to start somewhere, right? And so I was thinking this would be a great place to start. I started listening to so many podcasts. Like, have you heard of um, Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday? Yes. Her Masterclass. Um, I listen to other podcasts like Manifestation Babe, and I can just get in the shower, turn the podcast on. When I first thing I wake up in the morning, turn the podcast on, and it just kind of helps me navigate things, you know. And I wanted to bring that to other people, and also kind of help myself in that way too, because I felt a little bit lost, like I didn't know where I was going. But the podcast just gave me a sense of direction. I don't know about you, but I feel like I get this vibe from you as well. But for me, it has grounded me in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's definitely humbled me. Yeah. It has definitely it made me it's made me check myself and have uh, more self like actualization and be Absolutely. more self aware yeah and it gives you something to look forward to oh know? yeah I'm not gonna lie it's not always easy to sit down and do an episode especially after a hard day or like a long week or something mm-hmm. but it does kind of feel like a release at the same mm-hmm. time so. oh no yeah for sure I'm a big advocate for like therapy and I definitely feel like sitting by myself in a room talking to a fucking microphone on, on my own is definitely a form of therapy no doubt no doubt just expressing that expressing what's going on inside. letting that shit go yes and then having people dm you and be like i listen to your podcast and you're yes! awesome isn't that the most rewarding it's the thing best ever? it really is especially when i have like it's just amazing to tell your own story tell your own truth and then have people that you may know may not know just reach out to you and say hey this impacted me in this way it's honestly the most rewarding part about it for me for sure me too like last week i had someone um dm me and she's someone that i've known for years and years we used to work together and she was like holy shit like my friend recommended this podcast to me and um i came to check it out and it's you (laughs) and i'm like hell yeah it is i'm here i'm here that's awesome though yeah 
was it was a moment where I realized like I've done something and I'm so proud of it and it for me like I didn't graduate from college I mean I still probably could but I haven't done that yet you know for a plethora of reasons and I feel like a fucking loser sometimes and this podcast has like made me feel like I'm not a loser you know uh, first of all you're anything but a loser let's just start there just because you weren't able to complete something does not make you a loser at all or anything like that. I see you. I see what you're doing. I see how devoted you are to this. And none of that screams like you're not lacking any in that. So don't even worry about it. Well, thank you. Those words mean a lot to me. It just I know that I'm not a loser. It just sometimes you cannot help but feel that way. You know? Yeah. Sometimes. And, Absolutely. you know, yeah. my favorite comedian, Whitney Cummings, she always says facts are not feelings. Mm-hmm. So, like, just because I feel like a loser or I feel... Uh. Excuse me. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't say the C word. I didn't tell you I okay. wouldn't burp. Okay, okay. I can deal with that. Deal with that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's it's definitely facts are not feeling. So, if you're feeling like... If you feel fat, that doesn't mean that you are fat. If you feel like you're a loser, it doesn't mean that you are a loser. If you feel unaccomplished, it's, yeah, it's just your perspective at that given moment. It's not the truth. I think I needed to hear that today, especially at this moment in my life, because I just graduated college and I don't have a job yet. So I've been really just beating myself down lately. I'm living with my parents, you know, Mm -hmm. and I did all of these really cool things in college. And I was like... How did I do all of this? How did I travel abroad? How did I start student organizations? And now I'm living with my parents. It isn't. It's not. It's temporary. It's not going to be forever. Yeah, but like you said, facts are not feelings. And I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling it right now. Plus, you got to yourself your self-credit for doing all of those amazing things. That's very, that's, yeah, good point. Very good point. Okay, so that brings us to my next question. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Shashay. I'm sorry. I said your name's fucked up. It's but okay. listen, Everyone listen, knows. listen to the way I say Sanchez. I say it the exact same way, and that's my own last name. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad. It's okay. It's just just work on it. As long as I know that you're actively working on it. I say Try. my own last name like that, though. <laughs> I don't think that I can work normal. on it. Sanchez. See. Since I got to Iowa, people started calling me Sasha. It's sashay. not sashay. Sashay. It's sashay. Like sashay away. Sashay. But people just can't really grasp that. And for the longest time, and I honestly still allow people to call me that because I'm not going to correct people every time. It's literally, it's everyone. It's everyone. But I just kind of deal with it, I guess. But I probably should just correct everybody until they get it right. You should. It's my name and it's my pride. Yes, it's a very beautiful name. I'm just, I'm sorry that I kind of sound like, you can't tell that I'm, you know, especially through, um, if you've like never, if you listen to this podcast and you've never seen what I look like, I'm Mexican. I am not, soy mexicana, no soy, no soy güera. I'm not white. (laughs) Just by hearing my voice and the fact that my name is Karen, you might infer otherwise, but I am brown. She's very brown, y'all. Beautiful and brown. Thank you. We are two beautiful and brown-ass women. Mm, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so where did you grow up? So I was born in Chicago on the south side. Inglewood, where the hood at? Um, 
<laughs> but I was raised in Iowa City, so my family moved here when I was nine. So my mm-hmm. mom and my brother and I, we moved here when I was nine just to look for more opportunity because there really wasn't a lot going on in Chicago. There wasn't anything good happening there. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly the best decision that we would have ever made. So really grateful for that. Extremely grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that, too, because now we're sitting on this couch together. It, it's been everything. It really is. And who would have thought that coming to Iowa City, coming to Iowa, would have provided me with so many opportunities? But I Rather than that, living in a big city. Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely moving to a big city, though. Oh, I fuck love it. Iowa City. Love it. You know, it would always, always be home. But I need to go to, like, New York. I need to be in Atlanta. I need to be on the beach somewhere in Florida. Definitely don't want to set roots here. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely feel that. Definitely mm-hmm. got to branch out. But I, I feel like Iowa City, and I might <laughs> be biased, but Iowa City is like the best little city in Iowa, I feel. It is. It, it really is. And it's I'm like not a little biased nook. either. But the culture here is really well. The culture here is really good. Yeah. yeah. The culture here is very good. People are, I feel like they're fairly inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, obviously, not, we're not super diverse because we're in Iowa. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like... I'm being discriminated against or anything. And I didn't right. feel that way in school. And I don't know. I had a bunch of white friends and I never really had any issues with it, you know? So it was really nice growing up here. That, yeah, I definitely, I feel like I moved to Iowa City about a year ago. And I think that I'm probably going to live here for a really long time. Like I'm probably going to raise my children here for sure. Really? I'm going to come back and visit the little Karens. The little Karens and the little Connors. My mom's name is Karen, too, y'all. Just to let you guys know. Sasha and I are soulmates because of that. Karens. Karens unite. And we both love to bake. And both very unfiltered. (laughs) Very unfiltered. I think in order for your name to be Karen, your parents have to, like, make sure that they raise you to be extremely outspoken. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, no words there. <laughs> okay. So, um our next question is what are your ideal qualities in a partner or a relationship? Ooh, what are my ideal qualities? Okay, so obviously I'd say loyalty, um trustworthiness and ambition. Ambition is super big to me. Like you got to be ready to go. You got to know what your dreams are, how you're going to get there. Because I, I'm myself, I'm very ambitious. I always reach for the stars and I want for my partner to be equally just as ambitious as me. So that's probably the biggest one, but definitely trustworthy and loyal and adventurous too. Um, I feel like traveling really opens up your eyes to other things and I want my partner to be willing to do that with me. So, yeah. I could definitely agree with all of those. Those are all great qualities to have in a man. Mm-hmm. I those are great. I for or a woman, if you like women, there's nothing wrong with that either. Or them. True, true. Mm-hmm. I just say man because we're Cause both dating have, men. Yes, yes. And now I want you to give me five red flags that'll just turn you off in a partner completely. Put a chastity belt on your coochie. Um. <laughs> I would say, oh gosh, that's kind of a hard one because I feel like, well, I, first of all, I have kind of trust issues a little bit, but I think that's from trauma and things like that. But so when it comes to red flags, I feel like I'm a lot more accepting of them than other people are just because like 
being someone that does have a little bit of like a traumatic past, I feel like I tend to see those things and like kind of gravitate toward chaos a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. It is very unfortunate because like I find that I have this pattern of even if you're a very toxic person in my life, I have a really hard time letting people go Mm -hmm. even when I know they're not good for me. Mm -hmm. So I probably see a red flag and be like, you know what, but they have this other really great quality or but I really love them Mm -hmm. you know I the love just outweighs everything for me honestly so I can't even say like it's hard to say like five things that would make me be like no what about one one okay let me see about this so if a man walks in the room what's the one thing that he can do and I'd be like oh hip if he comments on my body too much, I think that's a bit like, ooh, you got a nice butt. You're uh, like, you're focusing on the wrong yes, things. That's just What about my heart and my mind? But I feel like men do focus more on appearance. Obviously, if like a man tells me I'm beautiful, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, what the, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But if he's like, ooh, you got some nice big boobs, I'm like, don't objectify me, please, because that happens way too often to women. Especially you, because you have you do have really nice boobs. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> I for me a red flag is if someone walks in with a monster snapback on. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm camo, and if he chews tobacco, hold on. Oh my god, cowboy boots? No, cowboy hat? Maybe. Maybe. I can't say no to a cowboy hat because I'm Mexican. And actually, I own a pair of cowgirl boots. I'm a horse girl at heart, I will have you know. Horses? Want to hear a funny story? Of course. So I worked at this summer camp a few summers ago, and I was riding a horse, and that thing dragged me through a tree. I still have a scar to this day. It dragged me through a pine tree at that. Oh, my fuck. And I continued to ride it. So whose fault is that? I, I stayed on the horse after that. Like, I didn't even get off. And it's because I see animals, and I just desperately want to be connected to them. Me too. I should. Would you like to move on from the red flags? Yes. Okay. Next question. What is your dream job? I think you already said that you wanted to have your own talk show. So oh, my god. Is gosh. that your dream job? Yes. Absolutely. I am going to take the media industry by storm. Fuck yeah, you are. By storm. And I think I'm going to start in producing. So news producing. So I think I'm going to start in like a local news station and then head to a bigger city. And But you know what? I am going to be opening because I know that in media it can be really hard to kind of work your way in. Mm-hmm. But I'm very hopeful that my career is going to take flight. I really am. Just I believe I, that it is. I'm so I'm so goal oriented and so career focused that nothing nothing's stopping me. So nothing will will stop you. Thank you. Thank I believe you. that you will be like one day I will be like I know Shasha Carroll. Um, quit! Stop it! You're making me blush, and I'm black. <laughs> it's okay I can't tell <laughs> no but really um, I don't know I just think that I want so much for my life I want so much for my life I want to build generational wealth I want a nice house I want a family I want there are so many different things that I want out of life but my career to me is it's everything. And maybe, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, because I feel like I get a little bit too hyper-focused on it at times, and I'm not enjoying life enough, because I'm so 
go, go, go all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that it is definitely important to give yourself a break. Definitely let yourself know that, like, you fucking got this. You What is coming to you is coming to you, and you are working hard for it. And you know what? You definitely fucking deserve it. Thank you. Because I know, I can just tell that you are definitely a hard worker. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. That takes, means a lot. Takes I forget one it. one. I forget it all the time. So, it is nice to have someone remind me. And you too, listener. You, <laughs> you fucking matter. too. You're going places. Fuck yeah, you are. Absolutely. Okay, so question number seven is... Who is one person you'd like to be stuck on an island with? Um, can I build my own person? Yes. Okay, so if I could build my own person, they'd be an engineer because I want to have them build a boat, right? But I also want them to be a good cook because I want them to cook for me while I'm on the island. Mm-hmm. I guess, oh, hold on. I do have some very good creative people in my life who would be maybe my brother because he's very resourceful and he's very intellectual so I feel like he could you know figure his way out around the island and pick up some sticks and build something and he understands the fact that I'm not going to help him build the boat and not because I don't want to help him but because the boat probably would have holes in it if I tried to construct it you know same (laughs) same have you tried building things before no, but I wouldn't be good at it. Not even like a book sh- a bookshelf or anything. No, I don't think I've ever built anything. I built a uh, actually I did not build. I tried to build a desk in college, and I could not work it. So it just was like everything was like laying all over the floor. And then I called a friend to come do it because I could not do it. It's like the instructions are like a foreign language or something. I don't speak directions. No, seriously, that's why I need. <laughs> Timothy's gonna have to know he, he knows how to do that stuff and I just I leave that to him yeah not to even be stereotypical because I know that sounds stereotypical but I really honestly have no idea I'm okay with being stereotypical if that gets me out of doing things I don't want to do <laughs> I won't take out the trash so me either I will not take out the trash. I, I have been living with Connor for almost a year mm-hmm. and I have not once taken out the trash and not I, once I don't blame you because I, I'll look at it and see that it's overflowing. And then I'll look at him like, are you going to go? <laughs> oh, I'll just be like, babe, take out or, the trash. Or, or what's going to happen with that? And I, I feel bad because I shouldn't, I should be willing to take out the trash. No, we shouldn't. We have vaginas. We let them fuck us. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, I didn't say anything about, you know what? Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm treading a lot around the gray areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Typical Karen. <laughs> you and my mother. <laughs> okay. Have you ever experienced a friendship breakup? Definitely. Yeah, I have. Um, so I was in a period in my life where I was living pretty mindlessly and I was living... Like fairly egocentric mm-hmm. so I would do things to people and not like I didn't have enough emotional competence to realize that they were upset about it or I wasn't being reflective about my actions right so I'm doing these things and I'm hurting people but 
I'm not being conscious of it. So I had a friend where this just kept happening over and over again. I would do things that would bother her. She wouldn't really say much, but I also would know that like, well, I wouldn't know because I wasn't being conscious, but I would do them like, and I know that I don't want anyone doing that to me. So why am I doing it to her? Mm -hmm. And she just got like fed up with it. And she's like, this is, this isn't working. You can't keep treating me this way, you know? And it was really difficult at the time to accept the fact that the friendship was over or whatever, but both of us have actually matured in a lot of different ways. I would say she's definitely a lot more outspoken now and I'm a lot more willing to listen and I'm a lot more conscious of the decisions I'm making. So we actually were able to mend things and I would say that it's definitely much better than it was before she called me out on it. I love that because that almost exactly that happened to me as well. Like about a year ago, um, I was friends with someone and it was I thought that she was a really good friend to me and we were super close and I thought it was going to be like a friendship like that I would have for like a really long time Mm -hmm. but I was acting really recklessly and I was really mindless about what I would do and say and I was really selfish and I wasn't willing to listen and Mm -hmm. the advice that she would give me I would just fucking it would go in one ear and out the other as well as all the other advice that everyone would give me Mm -hmm. and so she finally was just like fuck off and like we just stopped talking completely and we actually haven't we never spoke since and that was about like a year ago a little bit over a year ago and yeah it definitely sucks for a while I was I I definitely mourned the loss of a friend oh yes because it felt like you know it felt really it didn't feel good I was depressed about it me too I was very depressed about it for a long time and I honestly didn't even realize that that's the reason that part of the reason I was depressed. But I definitely I feel like because it it caused me to look at myself in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, like, how could I be the type of person to treat people this way, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that as long as I move on and I'm reflective about my decisions and I'm conscious about my decisions, you know, so there's a before thought, like before I do this, how is it going to impact people? while I'm doing it okay why am I doing this and then the afterthought being reflective okay so what took place you know Mm -hmm. and so I feel like now I have a lot more um secure friendships in that way Mm -hmm. and I'm not as willing to allow myself to just go on not being conscious of my own decisions and I feel like I don't know about you but myself in college I you make a lot of acquaintances that you party with and you mistake them for people that you can trust. I feel like I definitely did that a lot where I would party with people and I would mistake those people for people that I could trust with my, you know, with your secrets, with my secrets and my trauma and and all of that. And that didn't turn out well. So I definitely, I'm very thankful of the friends that I do have now and that I have very close to me and that I would do anything for but it's definitely made me a lot more cautious about the friendships in the future that I do make oh my gosh yes I'm not I'm before I was definitely a person that like I would go to the bathroom drunk and I would make three new friends and get all their snapchats and then Mm -hmm. you know whatever yeah and now I'm definitely the type of person that like I want to get to know you and make sure that you're definitely a good person that, you know, upholds essentially the same values as me. And like we can do things besides just getting fucked up together, you know? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. No, I get what you're saying. I didn't. I think that 
I had always been very social, but I always knew that they were just acquaintances. You know, I knew that they weren't necessarily friends, the uh-huh. people that I was around so much. But for now, I keep, I have a lot of, I don't have a lot. I have a few very good friends that I knew, I know that if I needed anything from them, they'd have my back all the way, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what I feel like is really important to me. It doesn't matter how many friends I have, but as long as I know that I have at least a solid few that will literally ride for me, I'm straight. Same. I am straight, but I Same. do have trust issues when it comes to develop, developing a like, new friendship just because of the things that I've been through with that for, you know? Would you mind enlightening us a little bit, or? Yeah, I just, there's situations where friendships have ended, and I chose not to speak to anyone about it uh-huh. because if I decided I'm not going to be your friend anymore, I'm not going to go bash you or anything like that. But the other person made a different decision. And then is it, we tried to come back, but it didn't necessarily, like it just never really worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so now I feel like I'm paying a lot more attention to the little things that are indicators of a person's values, for instance, you know? So like me seeing you do this podcast, I can tell that your career is very important to you. And you know, you're always talking about how you're working. I can tell that that's very important to you, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, as before, I just feel like I would look at a person like, oh my God, you're so cool. Let's be friends. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, hold on a second. Before I call you friend, let me get to know who you are first, what you're about, and then we can see where things go, you know? Yeah, definitely for sure. I I have... You're actually the first friend I've made at Iowa City. Like, the first new friend. Really? Yes. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> so head-ass. Sasha and I just made a heart with our hands. We're geeks like that. It's fine. And last summer, I actually... My boyfriend was in Vegas, and I had gone out with my friend Ashley. Shout out Ash. She was on the podcast. We had gone to a bar, went to TCB, and we met a girl in the bathroom. And she was really, she seemed really cool. Like, she said that she was kind of on, like, a friend date with a guy that she was, like, trying to friend zone. And so we, like, invited her and her, that dude over. And she was also, like, Hispanic, so... I don't have that many Hispanic friends, mm-hmm. especially that I hang out with. So, like, for me, like, I was excited for that, too. To have that commonality. And yeah, commonality. for yeah. sure. And, like, that's definitely a level of, like, a friendship that, like, my other friends don't get, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was really excited for that. And then the next day, we hung out together and we were, like, pre-gaming and getting ready to go to the bars. And mind you, I word vomit about Connor, like, to my friends a lot. I am, I mean, on this podcast, I can't can't go a single episode without mentioning him because I'm just so obsessed. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Obviously had expressed this to her and she's still like, she tried to come on to me, tried to fuck me. So she must not have understood how much you respected your relationship. And so she felt the need. Oh to- yeah, no, for sure. Like I literally, I was like, no, I would never cheat on my boyfriend. And She was like, really? Like, he wouldn't be okay with you experimenting with another girl? And I was was like, what the fuck are you on, crack, bitch? Like, get the fuck out. Like, bye. Especially when you first meet someone that's kind of... And especially since I was, like, so excited to, like, make a new friend. So, like, ever since then, I've been extremely weary about making new friends. Like, I'm very cautious about letting anyone in because... 
you don't know what type of crazy shit they're going to pull out of their ass. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she was cool. I mean, you never really know until you sit down with somebody and start to... I mean, it takes people, it takes people a while to show their colors. So I wouldn't, you know... Anyway, fuck that bitch. All right, so... On to the next one. Um, what do you do to keep the... To, to keep the self-love alive? I'm still learning how to do that. I really am still learning how to do that. I think for me, it's about remembering to do things just for my joy. Um, so like I said before, my podcast and just creating graphics for those. I can sit down and create a graphic and it just kind of relaxes me and takes my mind off of things. Just remembering to do things that I enjoy and taking care of my mind, body, and soul, you know? So making sure that I'm exercising, making sure that I'm eating the right things. I think that's a really big one, especially for your, like your mental well-being as well, because it, it translates, they all are connected. Um, mentally, and this is something I still haven't figured out yet, but um, cutting out some of the negative self-talk or I would, it's kind of hard to explain, but kind of countering the negative self-talk. So if you're in the mirror and you, are like, oh my God, you're looking really gross today. You could say, you know what? But my hair looks really cute, okay? And I'm beautiful inside and out, no matter what my ego's telling me at this moment. One thing that I learned a lot about, um, like being in recovery after having an eating disorder is that voice that tells you, you look gross, you look fat, look at those stretch marks, look at those rolls. That is an outside voice telling you that. You need to step aside from that voice and tell that voice to shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong, especially for women, especially Mm -hmm. for women, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I don't I can't speak for everyone, but I sit in the mirror and I'm like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And I'm just heading into a, a whole cycle now. Right. Of just negative thoughts about myself. And it's like, I wouldn't even talk to one of the people I love like that. Of course. If I love myself, why am I talking to myself that way? Mm -hmm. You know, and kind of stopping it, stopping it that way. Yeah, no, for sure. Another thing that I do is like, not right now, but I love to like do my nails. And like, that's like a big, I have a lot of pride in like my nails. And um, she has really nice nails, y'all. I wish you could see them. Not right now. They're really ratchet right now, but one of these days I'll, I'll redo them. I mean, mine is the nail polish, but I mean like your physical nail, you know? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Do you have any questions for me? Do I have any questions for Karen? Yes. So as you know, my podcast is about empowering women through storytelling. What empowers you? My mom. Your mama? My mom. My mom empowers me. My mom has been through a lot. When she was about like 14, 15, she was like sent away to live with her mean aunt in the big city because her parents could hardly afford to like feed all their children. And Mm -hmm. she made dresses and sewed people's clothes to get by. And she was super smart. She is super smart. She became a citizen after being in the United States like for like 10 years. Mm. Probably like 15-ish years around there, yeah. And 10, 15 years. She's the kindest person ever to me. She's my mom and my dad. And there's no one who inspires me more than her. Because she's been through so much. Like, she came here with nothing. And she made, she raised 
good people and successful people and she's a great grandma and goddamn she makes some good mole <laughs> she needs to make me something because i love guacamole a lot mole not guacamole hold on what is mole is like a, like abbreviated abbreviating it or something no mole is a sauce made from like peanuts almonds sesame seeds Mm. um it's like a very thick sauce that you pour over chicken okay so you gonna make that on your podcast sometimes so that sounds really i don't think that the podcasters could ever learn how to make it honestly it's really hard oh what's so complicated about it i'm trying to get my mom to agree to like make a video with me like making it yeah i don't know if that'll ever happen because my mom is very shy maybe one day like my mom and i can make it together because i've never made it it's very hard to make oh you never made it yourself Mm -mm. it's hard as fuck to make okay okay yeah it's one of those things that's like it it, i could not do it by myself i would need to do it with my mom and i am i mean you've had my cooking she can cook okay she can cook very well yeah, I can't make fucking mole. But yeah, that's that's definitely who inspires me. She's in a, faced a lot of adversity, and she's taken that head on, and she's had a lot of shit that's happened to her, and regardless, she still wakes up every day and is the best grandma and mom ever. So. Still a powerful woman. She's very powerful. That's what I love to hear. Is what I love to hear. Do you have any other, other questions for me? Well, if you want more questions, tune into episode five of She Evolved. Fuck yes! Where I will be interviewing Karen. Uh, if you want more details, obviously tune in. And please follow me on Instagram, y'all. I love Instagram and I want y'all to love my Instagram. So it's at she underscore evolved underscore. And where else is your podcast? Where can they? Where can people listen? They can listen on Spotify anchor and apple Podcasts. make sure you subscribe to her podcast and subscribe to mine if you haven't already thank you so much for being here sashay i'm i had a blast talking to you today and i can't wait to do this again definitely we'll have to thank you so much for tuning in you guys have a wonderful rest of your week okay bye